And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. New York City FC are MLS champions and Manchester City are pushing to do the same in the Premier League. The Athletics' Sam Lee joins the show ahead of City's game against Leeds United today to sum up where the club stands ahead of a packed holiday fixture list. I'm Alex Abnos and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, December 14th. Man City is in a three-horse race for the Premier League title. They've won six straight and uh, in the Premier League. They're excelling in both attack and defense. And I have Sam Lee here. Sam, you cover Man City for The Athletic. And you've written two pieces recently for The Athletic that I think delve, it, delve into those last two subjects really well. Their strength in both attack and defense. The first has the shocking stat right in the headline. Ederson, the goalkeeper, has only had to make 21 saves this season. That's an average of 1.3 a game. City is only allowed 33 shots overall. That's about two per game. How is this possible? What have you learned while doing that story and while watching Man City this season so far? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it kind of goes back to last season as well. Um, yeah. And a lot of it was kind of learned then the way that they'd suddenly changed from two seasons ago when they were suddenly allowing a lot of counter-attacks. I'd probably fair to say as well that Edison wasn't having his best season. It seemed like a lot of the goals he could have done better with. But yeah, they were they were allowing a lot of counter-attacks. Their defence, um, it, it just wasn't great. But it wasn't just the defence, it was the whole team. With the Pep Guardiola side, you know, they defend from the front. It's the high pressing, you win the ball back, it's high energy, that kind of thing. Um, but that had kind of disappeared. Um, and the thing that I'd learned... The, the biggest standout thing that I learned while writing this article was it, it, it went back to a stat we covered a couple of years ago when Tom Warville, who was our, our big data guy, who who's recently left to go and work for RB Leipzig in Germany. Right. Um, he found a stat when we were looking at City's defensive decline two seasons ago. And basically it was the average XG quality. So basically XG, if you're not familiar I feel like I need to say this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm certainly no expert, but I know enough to say it basically gives you a rating from 0 to 0.99, I think. Of the, then the higher the number, the, the better the chance, the higher the quality of the chance. So if it was 0.99, for argument's sake, you'd be expecting them to score. You'd be like an inch out from the goal. If sure. it's 0.01, you're probably 50 yards out and loads of defenders in front of you. Sure. Um, but you can also get an average XG value of the chances that a team gives up. And two seasons ago, City had the highest, which is the worst. And it wasn't just the worst that season. It was the worst for basically any season I could find, statistically, um, certainly for the five years before that. And when I looked again this week, it was also worse than anybody since. Um, but last season, when they got that defensive improvement, they had the the best tally in the league. You know, they were limiting their opponents to like the worst kind of chances, you know, not really clear cut at all. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, let's just say long range shots, just just to paint a picture. 
And this season, they're the fourth overall. So, you know, it's probably declined a bit on last season, but it's still very good. And what it means is, like you said earlier on, Edison's only had 21 saves to make. I think City have allowed 33 shots overall because there was a game when Zach Steffen played. Sure. Um, so that's about two per game. So not only are they allowing very few shots, but the shots they are allowing are of very kind of poor quality. It's not like the opposition has got an easy chance. So that was the biggest takeaway I learned. And I kind of t- tied it in with a lot of tactical stuff about how they do it, the organisation. Um, I kind of touched on that in this recent article, but I linked back to an article I did at the end of last season when they were on the mm-hmm. run to the Champions League final. And that was very well a lot of tactical detail about not just how they use the ball and keeping it through possession, but the areas they use it, the positioning of the players and how that stops counterattacks and all that kind of stuff. So if people wanted to dive into the Edison article, you get a, a, a bit of an idea of it. And sure. if they want to go even further, then they can click through to that link and they'll, they'll see the article kind of exactly how it's done. Do you think any of those tactical elements could have a role to play in uh, their game against Leeds uh, coming up here that will be happening on the day that this uh, this pod is actually coming out? We're talking here on Monday. It will. That's a very good question because the Leeds game, and Guardiola said this in his press conference on Monday, is basically unlike any other game they're ever going to play this. Well, this season or very few teams are going to play like this against City. And by right. like this, I mean they're just going to run at City. You know, they, exactly. they're going to pile men forward. The the exact opposite of how Wolves played at the weekend when they just put everybody back and try to limit the spaces. Leeds will offer loads of spaces, but they'll look for those spaces themselves. Um, and it's funny because the difficulty in playing Leeds, I was speaking to somebody last week who I think he was basically on a coaching seminar with Ralph Rannick, who's obviously now the, the new United manager. He was on the seminar a couple of years ago, and I think it was related to that, but he talked about the difficulty of playing against Bielsa teams. And it's basically because with these spaces that you'll be offered, the player, you know, let, let's say for argument's sake, is Phil Foden or Kevin De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva, whoever, but they might be in an, in an opportunity to, to counter-attack, uh, to, to transition, and they'll see the spaces to, to yeah. pass into or run into. And let, let's say it's a three-on-three, three. so it's, a, it's the right decision to do it. But suddenly, if you do that four or five times, you're tired. And leads are fit, <laughs> but leads are fitter than you because they train to do that. And they're also better equipped to do it than most teams because that's what they train for. They train for the games to be up and down, end-to-end, kind of like basketball games. And the intriguing thing is that with City, I know they scored that fantastic counter-attacking goal against Aston Villa the other week, but they're not they're not a great transition team. If you think back to, if anybody saw the Manchester derby listening to this when City won 2-0, but it was a complete domination, and people might have thought after half-time, City could really go for this. Guardiola, the primary reason he didn't, is because he thought, well, if we start opening up and offering spaces, United are good on the counter-attack. They've got Bruno Fernandes, they've got Ronaldo, they've got whoever. You know, whoever was on the pitch at the time, Sancho, Rashford, could be Martial, it could be Lingard, whoever. Sure. He said, they're better than us at that type of game. And it, you'll see that's why that's how they got to the Champions League final last year. They, you know, they, they try not to give teams space to run. So bringing it back to Leeds and those principles of, stopping counter-attacks, yeah, those those fundamentals will be there in terms of how City use the ball. You know, they'll do it in wide areas, for example. So if they, even if they lose the ball, the team's only really got down the line. So there's not much space to work in. It's yeah. not like they, they can flood through the middle of the pitch. And also the players that will be trying to circulate the ball, normally three or four, there's three or four players straight away who can press back. So it's all very organised. And these things, it will be 
you know, a factor against Leeds as it is in every game because that's just how Guardiola plays. It's how City set up. It's just what they do. Um, but it will be interesting to see how they, I suppose, how how well they fare because you know you can do all these things. It could be the best practice in the world, but you know teams are good. Teams can work <laughs> out counterattacks. So I watched a bit of a the West Ham game back recently, and it seemed like they were really working when they were in these wide areas to go inside to the midfielders and then the midfielder would go back outside with a pass and it just seemed like I might be wrong but it seemed like that's what West Ham did to kind of relieve that pressure and to, to get a bit of a foothold in the game so teams are always going to have counter-attacks Leeds always especially going to have counter-attacks and it will be a very interesting game and it will be very different to the majority of games we see at the Etihad Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It could be different, but I get the feeling based on recent form that Bernardo Silva is probably going to be involved in one way or another as yeah. he's been on just a lovely run of form. Uh, and Man City is no stranger to these sorts of performances from all sorts of players, whether it's Kevin De Bruyne or Raheem Sterling or Sergio Aguero in the, in the past. Um, you did a story recently on why everything has been working so well for Bernardo Silva yeah. uh, lately. What did you find in that piece? Yeah, so the premise was, so this was actually the, after that Aston Villa game I mentioned when he scored that brilliant goal. Sure. And Guardiola's, because Guardiola's been doing this funny thing recently. Whenever journalists just give him like a tap in, it's an open goal. It's tell us how good he is. But he's a bit of a contrarian. So Guardiola just says, <laughs> oh, go, go and watch, you go, just watch the tape for yourself. Or, you know, all you need to do is watch the game and you'll know how good it was. And it's like, well, great. But that's not really how it works. But we thought, okay, we're with the athlete. We've got time. We can watch sure. the game. So he said, he was like, watch the games back from the 2018-19 season when he was City's best player. City won the league. Guardiola thought he should have won player of the season. He didn't, but that's another story for another day. But Guardiola says, if you look at the tapes, you'll see he's exactly the same player. And he is. So in terms of all the skills that he's got, the ability to, to carry the ball, to dribble past players, which is, is something we've seen this season for sure, um, scoring goals, making passes, holding, just holding onto the ball just long enough to suck somebody in and then pass it to somebody else. You know, that's a kind of fundamental way that Guardiola teams need to play to, to control the game. All of that stuff was already there, which is obviously no surprise. But to go back to what I learned in this article, when I had more of a detailed look at his position in that season, three seasons ago that I mentioned, yeah, most of that time then he played either through the middle when De Bruyne was injured, so he played more of a central midfielder, or when De Bruyne was back, he played on the right wing, kind of where Mares plays and Jesus and, and Sterling again recently. But I, I, I realised that even back then when he was playing in the middle, he was actually on the right a lot of the time. If you looked at where his touches and activity were, it was on the right touchline and he, he allowed 
the right winger ahead of him to go inside and he would maintain the width. And that's what he did. And that's also what he did last season when he had a very good season. Now, though, his touch map is all over the pitch. So he's the same player with the same skills, doing the same job, and he's still very intelligent. And Guardiola says, I want you to do this, and he'll go and do it. Um, but now it's well, he, sometimes he can go out to the right and do the old position he did. I noticed he did that against Everton, uh, where he's central but, but goes very wide. Against Aston Villa, that game I mentioned, he was basically the only attacking midfielder that day. Mm-hmm. So, and it was his job to, to go out to the wings to both sides and, and work in the little wide rotations and keep the ball that way. Because I think um, Villa were very defensively solid through the middle. So Guardiola was like, okay, well, we'll stay wide. And it was his job on both sides. Um, in the Manchester derby, he was the false nine. So he was the, the striker, but dropped off into midfield and he had touches everywhere. So basically this season, he's just had the, the not the freedom to do it in every game, but the freedom from game to game. To, sometimes you're left, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're in the middle, sometimes you're left and right. And because he's so good, because he's got those abilities that he's always had, it's really, you know, added up to this fantastic form. And also in terms of off the pitch. So a couple of seasons ago, that 2019-20 season I mentioned when City had that defensive kind of lapse, basically it wasn't a great season for any player individually apart from Kevin De Bruyne. Sure. Um, they finished second in the league and they were still a very good team, but they were nowhere near the standards they've set before or since. Um, and Bernardo Silva, he got a ban um, for a controversial tweet to Benjamin Mendy that had racial right. connotations. And it like he just didn't understand it basically he was like he didn't know why it was offensive and the the reaction to it, it you know really affected him and his form wasn't great anyway he was so tired from the season before in that great season and he went and played for portugal as well in the summer at the the nations league the medical staff were like we know he's going to need months to to recover kind of physically from yeah. the fatigue but also then that mental kind of fog set in over the mendy tweet um, so then at that stage he wanted to go in the summer afterwards and he thought he was going to Barcelona and it fell through at the last minute and then he ended up staying last season he played very well again but he still wanted to go and he thought he was going to get a move maybe Atletico Madrid but again it didn't happen but now <laughs> it's changing again now but with the COVID situation it had been very strict in the UK especially last season everything you know there was no fans but now it's opened up a bit the players can see each other more away from the pitch there's more you know there's more team meals bonding that kind of thing he, you know there's more he can do with his girlfriend, you know, the more restaurants, that kind of thing. It's all more open. So he's feeling a bit more happier in Manchester. He's feeling happier with his football. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned before how a few seasons ago, he was basically standing in for De Bruyne. But when De Bruyne was back, he would go up into onto the right wing. But now that, that midfield position is his, basically. And because De Bruyne has had some fitness problems of his own, it's not just because he's out of poor form or anything like that. It's, it's a lot to do with his fitness. But yeah. the fact of the matter is now, Bernardo Silva has made that attacking midfield position his own. Gundogan's got the other one. So it's De Bruyne yeah. that's had to kind of fit in around them. And yeah, it's, it's all of those things. It's just the quality he's already had, but it's now the opportunity to play in different positions. It's the opportunity to get into the box more because City are playing with a false nine, so they need the midfielders to make more runs. Um, and it's the off the off the field stuff, where he's happier in Manchester, he's kind of futures you know, resolved for now. And it's just all added up to this, yeah, this great form. Well, Man City uh, has a packed holiday schedule, as do all the Premier League sides uh, going into this time of year. Um, But not a lot of matches in this run that really stand out as being major, major difficult. You know, that'll be a that'll be a big headline one. So we have Leeds at home, then Newcastle away, Leicester at home, Brentford away, Arsenal away. Of those five, uh, the Arsenal away is on New Year's Day, I believe. Of those five, 
which is the most important fixture um, of that set? Mm. I'm, I'm, I might be straying into like Guardiola territory, but I mean, I don't know if there's one big one. Sure. Um, it's and like I say, Guardiola territory would be they got to take everyone game by game. Of course. But, but look, if they were to if they were to drop points against Leeds, then that it still drop points. This is an incredibly close title race, and and Liverpool are excellent, and Chelsea are for close to excellent, and I'm sure they'll they'll recover their form as well. It will be close all the way, so they don't want to be yeah. dropping points anywhere. But you look at all these games, and they should really be winning them all. I would probably say, not most important, but most difficult might be Brentford. Um, just because it it just feels like, like you know, they kicked off the Premier League season to Arsenal on the Friday night, and you know Arsenal are not as good as City, but they beat Arsenal. Good atmosphere. Um, you know they they can play football Brentford, but they can be very direct as well. There was the Saturday night a few weeks, well, a couple of months ago now, when they got the three all draw with Liverpool. You know they can really get can at teams to and, toe and toe, rock yeah. teams. Yeah, exactly. And it just feels like a late game, a couple of nights after Christmas. Big, you know, big team coming to town. They'll be up for it. And you know, while they may, you know, they lost to, to Norwich at home a couple of weeks ago. That was Norwich's first win. So you'd right. think, why, why could Brentford beat Man City? It just feels like one of those classic Premier League games where it could, you know, there could be an upset there. I mean, Leeds, it won't be easy. I'm still expecting City to win. Newcastle, that would just be pure Premier League drama. You know, there's no, there's no reason that Newcastle should beat City. Sure. There's 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 nothing that suggests they will. Leicester at home, you know, Leicester are difficult as well, and they're they're good on the transition too. So it's something to worry about. But they're not in the best form, and I would expect City to win that. Brentford away, yeah, that's I think that's the trickiest one. Arsenal won't be easy either. Um, but it just City are normally very good against Arsenal. They know what to do. They're a better yeah. team. They've got better, you know, Guardiola's better better than Arteta. In fact, yeah. look, you can say that to, to about anything, but it just feels like. I've just got that feeling that Brentford is going to be the toughest of those. But in terms of most important, I don't think there is a most important. They they should really be winning all of those. Well, it'll be interesting to see which one uh, proves to be the one. I have to ask you, I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you about this, but I just came back from MLS Cup in Portland where I saw New York City FC win MLS Cup. Is that something that has resonated at all with with, uh, Pep or anybody at City that that you've uh, spoken to? Yeah. Um, Well, not, not so much that I've spoken to. Um, but we were out on, we went into Manchester on, on Saturday night, a rare night out for me. Now I've got a, a son that's nearly two years old. Um, uh-huh. But it was all all basically city journalists or city fans. And, sure. you know, at some point in the night, it was, oh, New York have won. Um, so we had a bit of a chat about it then. Um, Guardiola was asked about it in his press conference on Monday. He gave quite a good answer. He said they watched it at the restaurant. I presume that's his restaurant, the Catalan restaurant in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he talked he, he talked in quite some good detail about that and also he was asked about Castellanos the the, the right. striker the top the striker. scorer and he you know he said he, he'd you know he'd spoken to people at the club when Dominic Torrent who was obviously his assistant was there you know they he said he well from what he, he said the conversation he's had and what he's seen he says he's he's aware of how good he is and in terms of having the, the required quality to come and play in Europe he said he is ready for that nobody asked specifically whether he'd come to City or you know exactly how high up in Europe it could be but yeah, he seemed very clued upon that, and yeah, he was. He'd, he'd obviously watched the game against New York and was on top of it, and yeah, knew exactly how it all went down far far more than <laughs> than than I was on 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 Saturday night, I have to say. But no, it's it's interesting, and I think there's four city teams now, CFG teams that are champions. There's That's Mumbai right. in, in India, and there's Melbourne. In, is it Melbourne in Australia as well? 
Um, yes. It just goes to show. But I mean, in fact, if, you, if you're giving me an opportunity to plug athletic articles, we wrote about Please the CFG do. earlier this year. Probably, in fact, no, around this time last year about the CFG. And part of it was just this incredible kind of knowledge base they've got where Guardiola's um, kind of training methods and actual training sessions have basically been like codified and uploaded to this kind of cent- central learning hub and any team any CFG team around the world can can log, log into that and you know their coaches who they've you know found to come and work for the CFG can replicate those training sessions so it is like a big this is how you play like Manchester City this is how we can replicate that around the world and like New York's training ground I've not been I didn't get the chance I think it was after the World Cup so I didn't go because I'd been in Russia but colleagues had gone and New York's training ground is basically exactly the same as the one in Manchester in terms of how it looks. Like sure. I've heard it's, it's spookily similar. So that's, you know, they're, they're replicating this city model around the world. And obviously New York, um, I'm not sure they've always, it's not always been the smoothest path to get to where New York's are now, but it, it seems like they're really benefiting from that CFG association at the moment. They certainly are. It was an incredible game. Sam, we thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll look forward to having you back to talk. I'm sure Man City will continue to be relevant uh, in, uh, I hope so. in, in, in the world of football and, and we'll have you back to talk about it when that, uh, when that comes up again thanks very much it was a pleasure thank you very much for having me on elsewhere in soccer today Bayern Munich will look to extend its lead at the top of the Bundesliga they host Stuttgart at 12.30 Eastern on ESPN Plus this show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you for listening, and happy soccer to you all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.